0: The Acunet Mortgage & Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from, but still affiliated with, Acunet Mortgage.
1: Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage & Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage & Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And a very pleasant
2: Sunday morning, everyone. Boy, the sun's shining. It's it a bit cold, but it's a great day to be out and about. Welcome to the Acunate Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Mark Segarist, along with Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, owner Brian Wickert, and chief millennial loan consultant David Wickert. Now, if you have a question or a comment, give us a call or text us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. The number is 414-799-1620. Gentlemen, great to be with you again. Uh, And great to be back. And
0: uh, David and I were just at the Pfizer Forum yesterday, and uh, Tony just mentioned that, uh, hey, they're going to have the Marquette game at 11 o'clock. They, yesterday and the day before, hosted the Monster Jam, which is all these big trucks. Have you ever been to Monster Jam?
2: Yes, but they had to move a heck of a lot of earth around just to get it set up for today, right? Yes, and then install the Marquette floor. So there were some...
0: Busy people, yeah. Overnight, because they had a show I think at seven o'clock. So anyway, that was my first Monster Jam. Thanks, David, for treating us to <laughs> go to the Monster Jam with my three-year-old grandson and son-in-law, and uh, had a good time. Uh, anyway, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, how the spring housing market is off to a fast start here in January. Spring-ish now Spring-ish. with the snow on the ground. Well, that's right. Let's just call it the no postseason. The new season year. yeah. NFL. No, the no postseason. That's probably it. Actually, right. that's not not hurting one Uh, bit so we had a customer who wrote an aggressive offer uh last weekend and won out over four other offers so we're going to tell you how they did it of course they were rock solid guaranteed pre-approved buyers yeah And they also had a very skilled buyer's agent and must have listened to her advice relative to crafting their winning offer. So one of the key things that they used, and we've talked about it a couple other times on the show, not for a long time, not for a long time, is the accelerator clause, the accelerator clause. And so what that clause does is it says, Hey, we're offering you, let's say $375,000 for your beautiful house. But if you get an offer that's higher than ours, we'll beat it by a thousand bucks up to some final price. So let's say Mm 385. So you're kinda, the kind of dangerous thing about the accelerator clause is you're tipping your hand.
3: That you think the house is worth more.
0: Or that you're willing to pay more. You're saying I'm offering you 375, but I'm really willing to offer you 385. So that's an interesting fact that you're kind of letting the cat out of the bag what your top price is. But I think this is the main reason why they won the offer, because there was, in fact, another offer higher than theirs. A
3: bona fide secondary offer. It can't just be your
0: uncle writing a a competing offer. Are you bona fide? Yeah. And uh, so the interesting thing, though, that I read on the accelerator clause is that there's a Wisconsin administrative code, I don't know if you saw Mm -hmm. this, that prevents a licensed real estate agent from disclosing any of the terms of one prospective buyer's offer to another prospective buyer. So when the seller wants to take advantage of the accelerator clause, the actual human being seller, not the agent, oh. is the one who must send the bona fide offer, bona fide competing offer, to the actual human buyer. It's not supposed to go through the any of the licensed agents. So there's a little. Reminder, I guess, for any licensed real estate agents who are yeah. listening to the show that 's got to be directly between the seller and the buyer. Typically, they will redact the name of the buyer, but not sure. always and so voila, that was one element is they said hey we 'll pay you more, and do, do you
3: well, how much more did they have to pay uh, five grand oh. than their original offer okay well, and they got the house well but here 's <laughs> the other things that
0: wasn 't the only thing that helped them win. The second thing was they had a big down payment, 550, 5-0, 50% down. Mm. All right. So that looks strong. Strong like you, bull. You can get that, get it done. That's right. But here is the other thing. They wrote with no appraisal contingency. Smart. This, yeah. And so why do you say smart?
3: Because then for the seller, they have comfort in knowing that no matter what the third party appraiser decides is the value of the home the buyer doesn't have the means of
0: of scrubbing the deal. deal.
3: Canceling. So
0: it's about confidence. Hey, can these people make good on their?
3: Well, and a huge down payment is comfort as well. They're like, Hey, what if it comes in $10,000 less than the purchase price? No problem. Right. They can make up the difference. So it all matches up. It all matches up in this case. Right.
0: Uh, and then the last thing, now this property happened to be a rehab flip. Oh, you know, uh, Waukesha County property, older, you know, mid century, (laughs) I think is the new term, a mid century. home. hilarious. That means like built in the fifties or sixties ranch. And so somebody bought it and really dialed it up. Nice. Nice. You know, redid everything. So in this particular case, the buyers also gave the sellers the right to cure any defects Mm -hmm. that are found by their Wisconsin home inspector. So they did include a home inspection. Now you would hope, that if it was done by professional flippers that they used contractors and everybody did everything to code. Sure. And I happen to know this particular buyer's agent who I really, really like and respect. She usually puts in another line because and we'll talk about this throughout the show. When you give the seller the right to cure defects when you're writing an offer to what standard does the uh, seller have to perform
3: the cures, David? Do you want to tease that over the first break and come back or do you want me to answer that right now? I think you can answer that. Good and workmanlike manner. A good and workmanlike manner. All right, so when we come back after
0: this first break, we'll tell you about something you could do to protect yourself. Strengthen. Strengthen your position relative to that issue. And we'll cover that when we come back.
2: And you're listening to the Accunate Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ.
1: Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ.
2: We are back with more helpful advice from Brian and David. Gentlemen, go ahead. So we were talking right before the break about our successful
0: homebuyers who beat out four other offers.
3: And I was going to say in a, a, a higher bracket. So yeah. I, there's multiple offers even when you're in a $350, 400 yeah, home yeah. price range. I, I, you're I, not I, in rarefied air. Semi-rarefied? I anyway. think that's a pretty active segment of the market here in southeastern Wisconsin.
0: Well, but, yeah. yeah the it's more not it's on
3: 250 in that's New right. Berlin, for that's example. Right. Okay. That's right. That's
0: even going to be hotter, or 250 yeah. or 300 in Wauwatosa or yeah. whatever. Anyway. All right. So, anyway, the, the thing that got them the winning offer was they used the accelerator clause, which is a way of upping your offer and beating other offers. Potentially. A Potentially. Yeah. That's right. And then the other key was no appraisal contingency, which you and I are saying to each other is fine. And, and I didn't make this comment earlier, but I'm going to make it now. If you've been out there looking at homes for a couple of months or weeks, you're a better expert at what this home is worth than an appraiser. You know, an appraiser is kind of handicapped because they can only uh, base their opinion of value uh, based on uh, comparable homes that have sold in the last 6 months. Like driving oh, yeah. with
3: your rear view mirror. That's right.
0: So so you pretty soon get a feel for hey, and this is remember a remodeled house. So sure. it's like brand new. It's like okay, well, how many of the other homes were this nice? Yep. And so you should be willing to pay a premium and not care about what the appraiser thinks it's worth. So that helped them. And then they gave the seller the right to cure. And we were just talking about how the standard, if you give the seller the right to cure, and this is one of the things that home buyers do not understand. And I think goes under discussed when uh, agents are writing offers is if you give the seller the right to cure, all the seller has to do. If you give them a notice of defect is to fix the thing in
3: a quote, good and workmanlike manner. Can I, uh, I want to describe it as who will fix it and how will it be fixed that's right yeah that's what they really want to do and so
0: this particular buyer's agent that helped this successful uh winning bidder would typically write a line in her offers that would say something like you know if the seller uh chooses to cure any defects um the seller will use licensed contractors something simple like that and so i want to put the question out because we have a lot of real estate agents who listen to our show if anybody wants to text in a call into the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text Line, which, what's that number again, Mark? I'm
2: looking at the number here, and of course it is- 414-799-1620. Yes, That's on. all you need to know. I got that thing memorized, know. brother. <laughs> I got it in my brain, you
0: Four, bet. 414-799-1620. The question I have is, for when you're a listing agent, how off-putting is it if you receive an offer where the seller is given the right to cure, but- The buyer's agent writes in a little extra language that says, hey, but if they're going to cure the defects, they have to use appropriately licensed contractors. Is that like no problem or is that a deal spoiler uh, in the eyes of a listing agent and a seller? So that's a question. I'm, I'm in the camp
3: that it's not desirable. For, for the seller, Cause it's not unreasonable. I didn't say it wasn't reasonable. I said it was undesirable. If mm. you've you got four other offers, you, know, you look at right. It's seller. a matter of, but I'm interested. You know, we have our biases. Yeah. I
0: certainly have mine. I'm sure you don't have many, David. Yes, you're not only on Sundays. Aged is, you know, I've developed a lot of biases over my time on the planet. But, mm. you know, I would like to think that that's not an unreasonable request. To say, hey, I want you to use license. Maybe it
3: depends on how much um, confessing a seller has done for what they think is defective or not in their home. That's you know, a good point. I'm just saying, if a seller thinks my house is perfect, I'm not going to pay for anything to get fixed. That's a different mentality for a seller, and unfortunately, their agent has to juggle. I, that's yeah. Like when when you and I have sold homes, I, we got an inspection on the house ourselves before we sold the house so that we knew all the things that might come up. That's right. So that and you are reasonably prepared for things that might be offered post-inspection by a
0: buyer. So let's talk about that and kind of the unfairness of, I'm going to call it the usual way things that go down. We're going to tell you a story about a first time home buyer uh, who we had, whose loan we actually had to deny after um, they got oh, the accepted yeah. offer. Yeah. We're going to tell you that story when we
2: come back. And you're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and uh, Realty Show right here on
1: WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All
2: right. And we're back with Brian and David. Guys, go right ahead.
0: All right. So uh, we, uh, one of our loan consultants on our team has been working with a uh, buyer a Potential buyer since the fall got him pre approved and um, noticed that our borrower's name was the same as the name of the company for which he worked. Mm. It was some sort of a medical Smith, uh,
3: right? Right, Miller? it would be like
0: David if, if it was instead of AccuNet, if it was Wickert Mortgage, <laughs> and then they said, Oh, David Wickert. I wonder, yeah, if I know that guy. Some... So, the conversation that we had in the fall was, Do you own any part of the business? And the answer was, No. I'm just a W two employee working for my dad's business and, and that's perfectly fine then. Now we do have to prove by getting tax returns that the borrower doesn't have an ownership interest in the, in the firm, Mm -hmm. but now lo and behold, um, our pre-approved buyer gets an accepted offer here in January, but unfortunately his father passed away in late in 2018. Yikes. And so now, because we had that conversation, because have we mentioned before, Mark, that it's all about the details in Every, mortgage lending?
2: Absolutely. Every week. Absolutely. And, and rightly so.
0: Because we had that conversation and the borrower was attuned to that, because the problem we told them was if you were an owner, this is back in the fall, then you, and, if, and the key percentage of ownership in mortgage lending for whatever reason, historical oddity, is that if you own 25% or more of a business. Yep. You are considered self-employed and then you need at least a minimum of one year of self-employed track record and oftentimes two depending on the type of financing that you're getting in order to pr- prove that your income is stable so now the fellas father unfortunately dies and it's the type of business where you need a certain kind of license in order to own the business and so he thankfully tells our loan consultant earlier this week Hey, I am taking over 100% um, ownership of the business uh, this Thursday. Yeah. Gulp. And so then I got on the phone and,
3: and explained. And it's hard. Wait, to, you're saying you can get the president of the mortgage company on the phone when things come up? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, 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 you can. And, and so when things are like,
0: I know in advance that this isn't going to make sense to the regular human being. But I have to explain to him that, "Mm, you know what, you just went from being a W-2 salaried employee to in the eyes of the mortgage world, you are now a self-employed business owner. Oh, you now need at least a one year. And in his case, because he was going for an FHA loan, a two-year history, I can no longer provide your loan. And whether he was rock solid or not, I think his documentation was out of age when he got this house under contract so it wasn't a rock solid but even if we had issued a rock solid guaranteed pre-approval this would be one of those rare cases where hey mr. borrower you did something material yeah like you switched your employment category that would void our guarantee in this case now the other so i had to give him the bad news that i cannot do your loan on a regular 30-year fixed rate but because we're cool or we try to be cool and we try to know people who can do things that we cannot. I have hooked him up with a Wisconsin financial institution that might be able to do his loan because you know, in his eyes, it's like, Hey, my dad's got this business for 30 years. This should be a better risk, right? I now own 100% of this business. I'm not just a W two employee anymore. I'm going to get the profits of the business and the business has been profitable now and he wasn't upset because you know i did a good job of explaining how this isn't about reality yep this is about the rules that people make in order to give people 30-year fixed rate loans and the banks don't hold 30-year fixed rate loans that's what p- many people don't understand they get bundled together and sold as securities on wall street and therefore have to meet a very strict rule book so uh so he understood all that but we connected him with a local portfolio lender not going to give him a 30-year fixed mm-hmm going to give him a five year adjustable rate mortgage at a higher rate. You know, I don't know what the rate's going to be, maybe five and a half, maybe 5.75 with 10% down instead of the three and a half percent down on the FHA loan. But at least he's got a shot at still buying this house. But wait, there's another issue on this that relates back to the old home inspection. and. The other interesting timing thing was that they had had the regular general home inspection done like last weekend, and it came up with enough problems that they are now going to have to bring in a structural engineer for an extra $500. So this home buyer had already paid $450 and now is going to have to pay $500 more. We're going to talk a little bit more about that gnarly problem when we come back after the news.
1: Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
2: Uh, we got some great content going here in this hour edition of the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show. And we're with Brian Wickert and David Wickard. Guys, back to you. We were, you know,
0: talking, David and I were talking about an analogy. We're going to try this out. So when, if you were a used car dealer... And you know, you had these used cars that you brought in, and then you're going to put them back out on your lot, Mark. Would you probably give them an inspection?
2: Absolutely, most, yeah, I most would.
0: used collar, yeah. You know, they have the 100 point inspection or the sure. 150 point inspection or whatever it is. But the odd thing is, when it comes to selling used real estate, um, I would tell you 98% of sellers. They don't get an inspection to find out what's wrong with their house before they put it up for sale. Just gonna cover my eyes. It'll the, be fine. Yeah, they and and yet they know that buyers are gonna require a home inspection, right? And and so we're gonna we got two stories that relate to this. The one we were just talking about, where the where the home buyer uh, got an accepted offer, then ended up buying his deceased father's business. Oh, I can't give you a loan anymore. But But it was only
3: only half of the conversation at that point.
0: Correct. Because the other thing was he had completed the home inspection, you know, spent $450 on that, discovered several things that were already wrong with the house. But one of the things that was probably wrong is the foundation. So, so first of all, let's just back to our car analogy. The home buyer is paying for the home inspection to figure out what's wrong with this product that you're trying to sell me, this used house. (laughs) You know, so that's completely upside down from yeah. the car world, but yeah. it's, and it's just kind of the way it is. Uh, not like we're going to change the world, but I'm just pointing out that that's weird. And then furthermore, it's like, oh, now I found out that you probably have a basement problem. Now I, the buyer, have to hire the structural engineer, unless I negotiate otherwise, uh, to come in and tell us if there is really a problem and if there is how to cure it. So it's and this happened when I was helping your sister David and your brother-in-law buy their home in oh, Tosa. Yeah. It only took me three times to figure this out, but we had two offers where, you know, I'm into it because I'm a nice dad for both the cost of the uh, in one case it was the appraisal and the inspection and the other case it was the inspection plus a structural engineer just to get out of the deal. Yeah. You know, so here you are spending,
3: you know, almost You're a thousand dollars. Spending a thousand dollars to tell the seller here are the things that are, are structured wrong. or wrong with your house. So we're not gonna change that.
0: But what what I mentioned to this particular home shopper, the one whose loan we had to deny and I said, Well, I'm sending you a denial letter. If you don't want to go ahead and spend that five hundred dollars on the structural engineer on the follow up inspection. On the follow up inspection. And he was also gonna try maybe to get the seller to pay for that, which is fine. But I said, here, I'm giving you a denial letter. You can terminate the offer with, With based on this denial letter. And then you can always go back and rewrite the offer. Once you really figure out if you can get financing or not from anybody, you know, so Hmm. it's a, it's a, it's an interesting construct and it's not exactly fair, but it's kind of the way the world is that you as the buyer in home buying land have to, well, and I'm sorry to to discover
3: what's wrong with the product you're trying to buy not to try to repeat content, but if you're a seller and you want to reduce the stress of selling your home, then do the good thing and get an inspection on your house before you list it. Cause then hopefully there aren't any surprises and you're in a position, there are some sellers who even get an appraisal on their house before they sell it. Because then if you get an offer, that's kind of close to what that appraised value is that you had done as the seller. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. Say yes. And if you have a buyer who does an inspection, okay, there were five things on your seller inspection and the buyer's only asking for two of them. Great, you you can reduce the stress and the surprise when you're trying to sell a house by just doing a little bit of homework. And paying that
0: 450
3: up front yourself to get a preemptive
0: pre-listing inspection. Now, I would just say that if you do find things that are wrong, you do have to disclose them. Well,
3: yes, but, but it's probably going to come up whether you decide right. to discover it for yourself or if a buyer discovers it on your behalf.
0: That's what they call a uh, pound. Let's see. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Yes. That's the old saying there. All right. When we come back, um, let's see, let's talk about from the seller's perspective what is the ideal offer sure. what are you looking for because if you're buying or selling i think you got to be thinking of these things and weighing them we'll cover that after this break
2: and this is the Accunate mortgage and realty show on
1: wtmj getting you through the home buying process welcome back to the acunet mortgage and realty show with brian wickert on wtmj
2: and uh, brian and david you both had a couple of final thoughts of the program this morning
0: yes we're talking about the perfect offer and you know what what sellers and listing agents should be looking for in terms of the financing contingency aspect of it and i know that a lot of sellers and listing agents are wary of FHA loans and I want to point out that you may not have anything to be worried about Uh, you do let me say it a different way you do have something to worry about if the property has chipping or peeling paint inside or out on any structure including the little shed in the back if it's got peeling paint it's got either be scraped and repainted before closing or if it's this time of year an escrow set aside at 150% of the cost of the paint job. be done as soon as the weather warms up if the property has broken windows those are gonna have to be replaced before closing handrails handrails or trip hazards
3: uh those will have to be done so those are also just like good things to have fixed too
0: yeah so i mean if you have a house that's in decent shape you don't have to fear the fha loan is what i'm trying to get across Um, the other thing that i want to say about down payment bigger is better and we're going to save this story for next week but what we will do and have done with customers you know let's say that they're really only want to put three percent down but they have retirement funds that they could tap to go to five percent we will verify those additional funds and we will give them two pre-approval letters one at three percent down to assure them the buyer that we can approve you Mm -hmm. at three percent down Mm -hmm. and the other at five percent down to use in writing the offer uh, because that looks better to the seller yeah I just closed this last week David on probably the trickiest loan I can remember in a long time. Mm -hmm. It was the one for the person who was just divorced in the middle of December. And the trick about it was, uh, getting the money for the down payment in time for the closing. Sure. And so, uh, the key there was that the woman was willing to put 50% down. And she would have had 50% down uh, if she wanted to take all this money from the divorce and pay a ton of taxes on it. Yeah. Uh, but inst- and so we wrote the offer that way because I had verified that, you know, as long as the divorce money comes through, you could put 50% down, which helped her win. win. Uh, but then we only did 20% down because it saved her a boatload of income taxes because it was coming out of her retirement account. They're
3: showing what you are capable of and then there is doing what you prefer to do. That's right. So we're gonna
0: save the story of the first time home buyers that got an accepted offer for next week. But in terms of where interest rates are right now, uh, they're really good still. And just to give you an example, if you wanted to buy a $200,000 home today and if you had excellent credit uh, and just put 3% down, qualified for Fannie Mae's home ready program which does have an income limit but we find a lot of people make that the interest rate is 4.5 the annual percentage rate because there is private mortgage insurance required is 4.833 and just by the way if the property taxes on that home were four thousand dollars a year your total payment including taxes insurance and private mortgage insurance would be about 1449 Maybe we should call that the rent buster. It is. You know, because a lot of people are paying $1,500 a month. And, and frankly, that's a lot of people, a lot of millennials, people of your generation, David, they don't want to rent. And they're tired of renting. And so that's just an example of uh, a first-time home buyer. And you don't have to be a first-time home buyer, by the way, to qualify for the Fannie Mae Home Ready. You just can't make too much money. Mm -hmm. Um, Another example that we're doing a lot of are helping people take cash out to
3: pay off higher rate debt or to remodel. And why is that, David, relative to the prime rate? Because the interest rate we can get you on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage is lower than the prime rates. And the prime Prime's rate today. At five and a half. Right, and you may or may not be able to borrow at the prime rate. And it's there's still uh, rumors, feelings that the Fed may raise rates once or twice more here in 2019, driving yeah. up the prime rate to could five, seven, five or six. One reason rates are lower is because they've kind of signaled, hey, maybe we'll take a pause. Well,
0: but just as an example, if you had uh, excellent credit and did uh, $150,000 loan amount with Mm. 25% equity remaining on a 30 year fixed rate, we could be offering you 4.75 with an annual percentage rate of 4.77. It's pretty good. That's lower than five and a half. Just in case you're last time. And And then if you wanted to do that for, for people have been in their homes a while, maybe a little older, Hey, I want to pay that loan off faster on a 15 year fixed to take out cash, either for remodeling or to pay off other higher rate debt we could still offer 3.99 with an annual percentage rate of just 4.16. So the window of opportunity is back open after, you know, kind of a scary December, both for stock markets and interest rates. And people were wringing their hands that, Oh my goodness, it could be a terrible year for real estate. I think David, not so far, not so far. Well, we really need our listings. So if you're a seller, boy, get your house listed on the market. Now, there are plenty of qualified buyers. Who will bid up your house if it's in good condition? Yeah. So get that thing listed. If you want to save money by refinancing, we're happy to help you do that. We're really good at it. We'll tell you if you shouldn't even. And uh, also, very important to get that rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval, the only one that comes with a $1,000 guarantee for both the buyer and the seller. You can get started with both just by clicking on the blue button at acunet.com. That's A-C-C-U-N-E-T.com. We'll
2: see you back here again next week, Mark. Well, great to be with you guys as always. WTMJ News time coming up on ten fifty nine.
0: The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the AcuNet Mortgage and Realty show are solely that of the hosts or guests of AcuNet Mortgage
1: and AcuNet Realty Advisors, and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee LLC.